There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Wellness with Liz Earle. And we are so lucky this week as our guest has come to join us all the way from Texas. Amanda Thebe is a personal trainer and nutrition coach with over 20 years industry experience. Now, partly inspired by her own experience, which she has described as, quote, menopause hell, Amanda is on a mission to help women feel healthier, fitter and more unstoppable in the second half of life than they did in their first. That is a woman after my own heart, for sure. The secret, she says, is lifting heavy weights often. So today we are going to be taking a deep dive into the benefits of strength training, how to get started if you're a beginner. It's going to be great. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm well, excited to be here. It's so nice to meet you because you and I connected on Instagram. So yeah. we are Insta friends. We actually connected via Emma Forbes, who I found on Instagram. And that is amazing, isn't it? All all to do this like deep dark menopause world we're in. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, you look up the hashtag menopause and then just suddenly all this stuff. And I think you've got to be quite uh selective because there's a lot of misinformation. So I'm quite passionate about that, as I know you are too. Yes, I live in the country of snake oil sales, salesmen. In America, <laughs> it's I think it's worse because while everybody was sleeping, when the big scandal of the, H, the HRT, HRT yes. um, 2002 report, the WHI report came out, yeah. all of these private clinics went crazy in the US oh. and they use their wording so well. Their yeah. marketing is so clever that, that is very interesting. So, you know, yeah. when, because we haven't met before, we've, we've, I mean, we've, we've known each other in, you know, this vicarious Instagram world. So it's really fantastic to meet you in real life, as they say, IRL, I think they... I can't do acronyms <laughs> well, I always get them wrong. But you do exist, you are a real person. Yeah. And I was kind of expecting a Texan. So I thought I thought you were American. <laughs> no, I'm very much English. <laughs> so yeah. Tell me your story. So you, you are obviously a Brit and yeah. went to live in the states so what right? happened is um i in 2000 actually just when 9-11 happened i moved to boston so it was a pretty scary oh time goodness. to move there my yeah. husband went to a uh, business school in boston we were there for two years and then i've spent 15 years in toronto i have two children we mm -hmm. raised them in toronto and my husband's work just took us to texas right so okay. and because my work as a personal trainer mm. um is well, it actually was in person and I had a quite substantial business and it was doing well in Toronto. But when it was time to move, part of me was like, I think I'm ready for the next stage, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. I also like a bit of an adventure. So I was quite keen to become a cowgirl for the Fantastic. next phase of my well, life. Say, you look absolutely amazing. What is your fitness journey? Have you always been in great shape? Yeah, um, I I, I think I look good because I've had a bit of sun, right? You guys have, yeah. <laughs> and I know there's like, nobody likes, nobody thinks the sun's good for you anymore, but sometimes having a bit, a little of, bit, a bit sure. of color can help you just feel and look a bit better, I think. Anyway, so um, my story started when I was 11 and I'm from the northeast of England and it was a pretty rough place to be. And um, it was one of those times where my mum could see I had too much energy and I was either going to end up in a bad way on the, you know, with mm. the wrong crowd Otherwise, I went um, another way and she put me into karate. So my background was martial arts. So I became a downgrade in martial Gosh. arts. And then after I left school, I actually went down the corporate route. I ended up working for IBM. 
in an IT department. But then on the back side of that, my passion was always fitness. So I did a Loughborough University um, training, mm-hmm. diploma for personal training. And, and I've got like a zillion certifications that really mean nothing to anybody but me, but just continued my education. And, um, and then, yeah, then when I actually had children and I left work and I, I actually wanted to spend time with them and also, I'd moved to a new country. I was like, what can I do that is going to fill my soul as well as being a mother? Because I needed to do something. Mm. So I actually did a little partway job into doing graphic design because I had some background in that too. So I had my own graphic design business, but I hated being on my own. Mm. Like I am too chatty and <laughs> I needed like lots of people around me. So all of these people that I'd been training for free on the side, one day I went to them and said, we're going to, you're going to stop paying me. I'm going to be your trainer. And they were like, thank God for that. Because nobody likes things for free. They feel like it was too much. And um, so then I started the business. And what happened is women were coming to me who were were like me, like mums from the school, similar sort of age, so like 40s at the time. And some older, I had clients up to 70, actually, but men and women. And um, and I started seeing these people. And these were the people, which is a really good segue into what we're going to talk about. These were the people that typically wouldn't go to the gym on their own. They felt pretty intimidated by all of the bros grunting and, you know, sure. sweating and smelling bad. And they didn't want to be part of that world. Where for me, I've always been part of it. So it wasn't intimidating. But they wanted to be in a community that made them feel um like they belonged that they didn't it didn't matter how fit they were what they looked like that it, there was acceptance and and it made them feel better than when they walked in mm-hmm. that was the ultimate goal for me always you come to me and at the end of it you walk out with a big smile mm-hmm. on your face and my job's done so you focused really on midlife women and beyond and it happened right? it happened without me realizing but mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. and so then I started writing as well just to but I just had a lot to share and I couldn't in the middle of a push-up go, did you understand what happens to protein synthesis? They don't want to know any of that. And so what happened is I started writing and then people picked up on the writing and I started writing for other publications. So it sort of went both ways. But what happened in these classes is there was women who were in their, mainly in their 50s, were coming up to me and saying, oh, I'm not feeling great. I think it's the menopause. And, And I'd be like, yeah, you're fine. Just like take it back a bit off of whatever it's a hot mm. flash what what are you going to do and I was really really dismissive wasn't mean but I was like yeah. you know take it back if you need to but I didn't understand no, at all no. in fact I was really smug I was a 40 year old woman who'd had two kids was probably fitter <laughs> than most 20 year olds and yeah. I was like I'm nailing this aging thing I'm mm-hmm. uh, yeah and, and so, then, and then what happened? And then I, and then, <laughs> and then it didn't. I didn't feel smug, and it all went downhill. And I had a really rotten time. And you, I think I have called it menopause hell. I called it the menopocalypse. I had all of these <gasps> names for Gosh, it. I'd not heard that one, but yeah, so appropriate for so many people. And it just was a time when I'd always been so confident in my abilities and what I was good at and what I was bad at. Like I was really, I, I felt like I had a good handle on everything, mm. and all of a sudden I didn't, and I just didn't recognize the person I'd become and it was the usual story that we're hearing from other women but at the time nobody else I knew felt like that Mm -hmm. and I just felt really isolated and ultimately I I also had um, depression from the estrogen as well so my days would be spent mostly on the mornings with clients on the afternoon sat on the sofa staring into a void because I just couldn't even do the day. And how did you get out of that then? How did you suddenly realise, gosh, this is low levels of oestrogen, I need to do something? I didn't. I didn't get out of it. In fact, I actually had about two years where... and. In addition to that, I I suffered from really chronic migraines to the point where I didn't have the headache, just the visual. So I'd I'd lose feeling in the side of my face and my hands. Was that a new thing? Yeah. That was a hormonal thing? Everything was new. I felt like I was just falling to bits slowly and I didn't know why. So I had um, neurologists, ear, nose and throat therapists, vestibular rehabilitation. Ah. I had two years of testing. And nobody said to you, oh, it's perimenopause, it's hormones. And here's the thing, you go to the doctor and you're like... I've got all of these things. I'm going to tell them about one thing because I don't know what to talk about. So they refer you to that one person. That one, yes. And so I had one person for every symptom. No one joins the dots up and says, actually, there are at least 45 symptoms of perimenopause. And And counting, I think. You know, really, we just... Let's just have a bit more oestrogen and you can sort all these things out. Nobody joined the dots because they don't talk to each other either. 
and, and they're I, not trained to be fair they they don't have the knowledge very often yeah all of those things and i and, and all of these things i didn't even understand actually which mm. were, in fairness was another part of the puzzle and then i went to um a regular appointment for my gynecologist it was just a routine checkup and at the end of the appointment he looked me in the eye and he said to me is everything okay you don't seem yourself he'd only met me four times was this in the uk or in, in canada in canada where yeah. i think it the uk's health system and the us one it bridges the gap i think it's got a pretty mm. decent system it's yeah. got like the some health care from the government and some private that's how right. it works and um he recognized something wasn't right and i just started crying I, and you know those brits don't like to cry too oh, often i was gosh, like i don't recognize thing. myself and yes. he then closed the door got his sandwich out had his lunch with me and just spoke to me and listened to me and just said these are classic perimenopause symptoms yes. these are classical i can help you um i can prescribe hrt to you and i went no absolutely not no way there's no way i'm going on that like i just went into and he went okay fine i, I can see you ups, you're upset let me give you an antidepressant which i took oh amanda that's just so shocking isn't it yeah. so then what happened so then i went and met my husband for lunch who then said oh good it's that not us because oh, at the time i was like so at the point and i needed something yeah. that was going to help me get through the day yeah. Um, and then I wrote one. I wrote one article, and it had a swear word in. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this podcast, so I won't say it. But it was the, the <laughs> what did it begin with? S H I T E. Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. Okay, that nobody tells you about menopause. That's what yeah. I called it, and I just vented, and I wrote this massive um, article, and it got it's been shared like like hundreds of thousands of times now because women were like, "That's me. Yes. I didn't recognize that too." <laughs> So I was on antidepressants for um, a year and then I just, because I didn't know any differently. This is, I mean, I'm 49 now and I was 43. I suppose it was fairly early. Yes, for me no, it was, to, and it was fairly early in the whole conversations. The conversation wasn't happening mm. and everything I read about HRT still didn't support. It was what, very negative. Yeah. Even five years ago. Yeah, yeah. And so, and also in the US and Canada, the conversation isn't happening like it's happening. In is the, it not? Now no. I want to talk about that in yeah. a moment. And so I am on HRT now because I then did my due diligence. and You looked it up and you yeah. realised that it was... And it was the turning point for me. Oh, it was... So, so what do you take now? So you're taking oestrogen progesterone that's it i yeah. take a, a estrogen transdermal patch which is estradiol i, I think yeah. it's a generic brand exactly. and, and yeah, also the, the micronized progesterone yeah, yeah. tablet yeah so have you now translated your own experience into helping other women that you train yeah. and see has i've that totally become like the menopause mary poppins in the u.s <laughs> and i have no idea how it <laughs> happened i think it was because i did do this one article and then people would say amanda i have this client and because mm. i'm already pretty well established in the fitness world especially mm -hmm. in north america that people were like referring people to me mm. and so that sort of it just evolved and maybe i'm here a little bit reluctantly and don't want to be the menopause woman but well you I, and me both actually i know i had, I, I had not realized that you know i would have a large significant chunk of my following would be through menopause yeah. and becoming a bit of a poster child not only for menopause but specifically for hrt yeah i watched your live the other day oh, and, did you? and i it was yes. great i really liked it and i think that the people that now follow us, I think, are on board with HRT. But now it's just, it's what I'm yeah, hearing. But then I'm, yeah. it's trying to convince the medical community, which is Gosh, a whole it, other... it's becoming an education from the ground up. It's actually yeah. patients are having to educate GPs. And I was talking to one of my team only the other day who's in her 20s. She's got a, a friend, you know, who was a graduate, gone to med school. She's in her fifth year of medical school training in the UK. She wants to be a GP. So that's her world. And uh, she said, so, you know, wh how much have you learned about menopause? What are you doing? And she said, oh, we haven't done anything. Nothing. nothing, nothing. Even now, nothing. So there is, you know, if anybody here is listening, there is something that we can all do. And that's there's a, a petition on change.org. Amazing woman, Diane Danzabrink. I've had her. I have a podcast and I've had her on. Okay, I menopause matter, matters. And yes. it's all about getting mandatory training. So absolutely, we need to get that training in there. So 
shall we touch very briefly because you brought it up i know this is going to we're, we are going to focus on weight training yes strength and training, all of yeah. that strength training because that's so interesting and so important but you brought the subject up of bioidenticals in america yeah i can tell you quickly what there's the what the landscape is there because it's very confusing and mm. so basically it's the same here in in the fact that you have compounding pharmacists that will create these individualized um bioidenticals unregulated unregulated unknown. and and it's yep. Acknowledged by all of the major medical organisations in the US as well as over here that mm -hmm. these are not safe, proven, effective, yeah. any of those things. Um, and I have on my team over there Avram Blooming, so I know oh, you do. Know, you? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. We've connected on email. We've never met. But You've we've got emailed. to get him on the podcast. He's amazing with Carol Tavris. They're brilliant, yeah. and they're and they're doing their damnedest to make things different over there. But how it works, especially in the US, is the FDA, the um, Food and Drug Administration Department. Mm the ones that um, test all of the um, drugs to make sure they're safe. And yes. it can take years and years for these testing, the testing to mm. get done, um, and then only doctors can prescribe them. And so people who prescribe the compound and pharmacy um, drugs over there aren't doctors because no. aren't um then they aren't able to prescribe the regulated. So that's one thing so that So you people... can't physically prescribe it? No, and so... So they've only got the compounded... Yeah, but they, they've been, that's been well established way before any of yeah. the doctors are doing the HRT because of, literally because the education isn't out there. And they want, yeah. they, the one thing that they've got going for them is they, they're educated enough to understand that the hormones help women. They yes. know that. That's the one thing that's right. equal yes. across the platform. The difference is, though, is, as we know, they're not safe. But the term body identical, body identical is a British term. Yeah, it's confusing, I know. And over there, there, there isn't a difference. So there's bioidentical, FDA regulated, and there right. are compounded yeah. bioidentical. I think that's what we're trying to switch to here. The, the key difference is compounded. Yeah. So because body identical, bioidentical, it, it basically means that it is the same molecularly yeah. structure, the molecular structure that we have in our own bodies. So that's yeah. that's what we want. And body identical, which is the term that we tend to use here that you can get that's regulated and licensed. It comes from wild yam plants. You get it from your GP. Yeah. You know, it's completely safe and, uh, and, and, and properly scrutinised. It's the compounded hormones these so-called bioidenticals which are unregulated yeah. and unlicensed and the difference in the u.s is when i don't know if it's the difference actually it may be the same is that the drugs they use are actually regulated drugs so they are use they? regulated estrogen progesterone they use dhea yeah, and they do, use testosterone don't use mm -hmm. i don't i don't think the um science is emerging enough for that yet i think mm, it may be mm -hmm. on the landscape but it's so far you have to go with what the, we know is yeah, safe right for sure. but then as soon as they mix these compounds they don't be they're a different structure completely and yes you can actually yeah. buy your everything on amazon you can buy estrogen no. and progest oh yeah i wrote an article for a magazine called the fine line and it was please don't buy your you can buy it online. Yes, you can. Without any kind of regulation. And there's no packaging. And you do, but that's it. It comes in anonymous packs. You've no idea yeah. what you're taking. And it costs. And when women yeah. go to these um, online um, gurus mm -hmm. of these private clinics, it's costing them thousands. It costs a lot of money. Thousands and that thousands. That is the thing. Isn't so, it? so to me, the, I think it's very similar to the UK. The difference is, is that the terms are still bioidentical. This marketing mm. term, because yeah. it really essentially is. And if as soon as the medical community buy into that term, they have to differentiate somehow. Right. And I do believe that the, there's a push in the US for it to have like a small C for compounded. For compounded. Bye yeah. bye. Yeah. B H R T and then an R. Right. That's the difference. But, I, I, I do notice that when I'm talking to people on Instagram, because I often reply to my comments on yeah. Instagram, um, when I'm talking to people who are obviously in the States, and there is this confusion with the language. So I think the key words really are compounded. Yeah, and hormone balancing is another big marketing term that's used in the, in the US all yeah. the time. The, the idea that you can actually, on a daily or hourly basis, manage and balance your hormones. Oh, and gosh. And it's just obviously not true and there's a big um company out there called the the wiley protocol that's one of the big ones out mm -hmm, there mm -hmm. and they're constantly being discredited by the medical community but women are 
women really, are flocking to it because their yeah. doctors won't prescribe it. That's the key, isn't it? Let's get the doctors educated. Yeah. So moving on from right. hormones now yeah. on to strength training. How yes. does all that fit in then? Because, you know, I can just share a little bit of my journey. Yes. I started taking HRT a few years ago, having been writing about it and, you know, realising the safety and the effectiveness and looking at things particularly like bone density and strength and realising that if this body is going to keep me going for, you know, the next half of my life, hopefully for the, the next 50 years, yes. how do I make it the, the strongest, fittest kind? And I think in a way, what we're talking about has a real logic to it because you need to sort out your hormones to be in the right state of mind and to have, you know, so that you get good sleep, you've got good energy levels, then you can kind of start to build on that, can't you, and get your fitness back. I think that's a really great introduction to it because that's exactly how it has to be. And I know that when I was in the, the, the despair state of this, even though I was doing, I was training with my clients, I wasn't actually working out because when you're coaching someone, you obviously don't do it. You may show them a few exercises, but I wasn't as physically active doing that. And I would think, oh, I'll go to the gym. Usually I would go to the gym afterwards and do my thing, but I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. I needed to go and lie down. I was exhausted and I, I, I would go for a small walk maybe, but it just, there's something was there was a disconnect that actually physically stopped me and we know the the link with the loss of motivation as well with our decline in hormones that's a huge thing and so if a woman is already inclined to not want to exercise and then they're already hit with this hormonal like hailstorm that's happening and they they probably won't exercise at all you know and so what we what I found for me personally was as soon as I Actually, even the antidepressants did this for me. They lifted me out of my funk enough to be able to exercise. Mm. I mean, they obviously didn't cover all of my... It wasn't the right treatment for me, but it did get me out of, mm -hmm. the, of the funk. And um, But what's happened is since I've be, um, entered perimenopause, I'm actually in menopause now, and I've obviously got deep and dirty into the research, the, the evidence shows us just suit how important strength training is. And so, um, but getting started can be the hardest thing. Even if I was, I'm going to tell out all the benefits and what we know now, but mm. even just getting started for some women just feels so out of their range that they either one, feel overwhelmed with information, they don't know how to start. They can't, they think they can't afford it because it, they have to get a trainer or buy a program mm. or maybe it's just that they've never done it before and they still have that misconception they're going to get big and bulky, right. which is, I really can't believe I still have to have that conversation, yeah. but it's just not going to happen. I mean, happen. sitting here, look at you, you are, you know, you are tiny and strong yeah. and, and lean Same as you. I think well we're similar you know, type. Well, like, that's very kind of you. I'm not, I kind of feel that I'm on my journey. I'm, I mean, I'm obviously not a professional, so I'm not... I mean, not anywhere there yet, but I notice my body has changed and I have a better shape and I'm stronger and fitter in my 50s than I was in my 40s. And that's crazy to think that. And I was just telling your assistant, Ellie, who's sat in the room with us, um, that I did a conference um, two weeks ago to a, a team of fitness professionals. There was 400 people in there. I actually got to say the word vagina in front of these 20-year-old boys. <laughs> and they were texting the girlfriend saying, oh, my God, I can't believe she said that. But they loved it. They loved it. And I got really great feedback because... Yeah. Because most of their clients are, are us, are, yes. are women in their 40s and 50s. Yeah. And um, and just the fact that I was on the stage, and I don't usually say my age, it's not really relevant, mm. I don't think. But they did not believe that I was nearly 50 years old because they couldn't imagine that's what a 50-year-old woman would look yeah. like. And I think that um, we're changing the, what, the norm of what, Totally. What we look like and what we can... We're I, not, I, I we're not saw, our parents, right? We're not. No, you're absolutely right. We really aren't. And I think, you know, we're having to live and work longer. Pensionable age is yep. going up, all of that. So we need our fitness. You have a great Instagram account. You're Fit and Chips. Fit and Chips. Is that right? I love <laughs> yeah. that, Fit and Chips. And I was looking at it um, earlier and there was a great picture of a woman. I think she's 73. Yes. And the first picture, the picture on the left-hand side is of what you might typically expect an overweight, grey-haired, 73-year-old lady to look like. Yeah. And then I don't know how long it took her to transform, yeah. but she, there's a picture of her then in leggings and lycra looking unbelievable. She looks amazing. And really her daughter, amazing. Her daughter is a, actually a figure, physique, um, bodybuilder type 
So oh, she, really? So she, they, she trained her her mum for three years. And a big component was nutrition, of course, mm. um, supporting the work she was doing. But she yet, extraordinary, just a tiny little weight. She looked brilliant. She looks. <laughs> I want to look like that. That was so inspiring. Yeah, really. And I just, At 73, so she obviously started. Yeah, it's never, ever too late. And no. there's enough evidence to show that you can build lean muscle mass in mm-hmm. any at any age, even as we age. Mm. And building lean muscle mass is... is really a really important conversation because when I say that I think people go I don't want to build lean muscle mass whatever that means I don't want to build anything I want to be smaller because we've got this stupid conceived notion that we need to be small to be healthy and that's a whole other conversation um no we need to find our our comfort zone that's the right shape and size for us because we're Mm -hmm. all different beings right but building lean muscle mass means to have um muscle in the body as opposed to fat and so when you have a high proportion of lean body mass so just think muscle 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 compared to fat your body is then just it's like a ferrari versus a pickup truck it's like having this body then that wants you to fuel it well it uses the fuel really well so every bit of food that you put in you burn up you burn up better Mm. because tissue is more metabolically active than fat Right. So the more so you can eat more without gaining weight because you've got more muscles. It just to burn yeah, it, up. it uses it more effectively. Yeah, mm. and especially and and then when, and usually when you have a higher lean body mass, it means that you're you tend to get smaller because yeah. it takes up less space. So <laughs> a pound of fat in your hand and a pound of muscle look completely different. Fat's so much larger. That's so interesting because I have noticed. I mean, I do tend to get on the scales and weigh myself. Yeah, it's yeah. That kind of old mentality, mm-hmm. and I have to tell myself listen you know it doesn't matter if the needle doesn't go down that much because muscle is weighing heavier more than than fat but you know my trousers are all just you know falling off me I'm having to get them all taken in because they're you know I am physically shrinking and that's what a lot of women feel and I I love to take them away from the scale unless they Mm. can use it as data like if you're a data-driven person like me that like checks like their their scales and just like uh, like their walking stats their like Mm -hmm. running pay all of those things I Mm. love that without an emotional component to it like I use it just as like oh I was I had a more proactive week this week or I lifted more or whatever but if somebody's completely emotionally attached to the scales then it's going to stunt their progress Mm -hmm. for sure and so yeah a lot of women will start strength training and maybe only see a difference of four or five pounds in the scales but they'll look completely different and um, and that can really help boost their confidence as well yeah so tell me then how do we get started if we've never done anything at all and we're thinking this all sounds so great I want to be part of this tribe how, how do I yeah how do I get my membership what what do we what would you say is this first off well so I think that like I mean if you do look at my Instagram post I I do crazy stuff and I don't do crazy stuff to say you have to try this often it's just to say look what you can we can do we're capable you're stronger than you think so there's a couple of things how I sort of start the conversation one of them is that when women say they can't lift weights they're not strong enough. And I see them carrying their shopping bags from Asda or Tesco's or their grandkids up. I'm like, you've just picked a 40-pound child up and walked him around the house for 10 minutes. You're very capable and very strong. So one, yes, you are capable. Um, But getting started can feel, it can feel like really confusing because fitness is one of those worlds where there's so much information out there and everybody's got this this is the way to do it this is the way to do it and that's not how I approach fitness I first of all encourage women to move every day Mm. like you said you had a really bad night's sleep and you knew you couldn't do your sprint workout in the park so you went for a walk just walked instead and the benefit and that's in the fitness world known as NEAT and it's non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Thermogenesis means Ooh, burning calories. I like that, NEAT. Yeah, NEAT. Okay. And so your NEAT activity um, is a really great way to burn calories, right? Because yeah. when it comes down to the science of weight loss, it's calories in, calories out. It doesn't matter what you eat and it that's the laws mm. of thermogenesis. And so... This neat activity is it's really key component to getting healthy and strong because ultimately healthy is what we're looking for oh, completely more than yeah, anything healthy else. Healthy and strong, absolutely. and so um, an an hour's walk in the park can actually 
be about the same number of calories as a half hour workout calorie for calorie it can be about the same so I first of all will say to women get out and move every day do something Mm -hmm. get off the subway a a stop early like go up more stairs go Mm -hmm. and walk and meet your friend for your Starbucks do something that means you walk more buy a dog go walk the dog (laughs) something like that but the difference is is when you exercise you can make almost like structural changes to the body. And this is the aesthetic thing where we actually see muscle changing our shape and it's more pleasing for a lot of women. But it also then helps us with our processing processing of the food. It, you know, if we have a, a body that is more metabolically active, we're going to use the food more efficiently. Mm. So that's a, one reason, I get, like we've said earlier, to exercise. But for a woman to go to a gym can often be really, really scary. And so you actually, before we came on air, said something that actually mm. works with the laws of motivation. And as people have studied motivation as their PhDs, and it's quite interesting in that when it comes to exercise, what they know is just getting a woman through the door is often the first step. So finding something that brings them joy, that actually gets them moving in any way is often a great starting point. And I'll go there. Like So for my mum, for example, didn't exercise for years. And I knew that she would take to yoga. Just I just know her personality. Mm-hmm. And so, but now she does it regularly, right? And, and so you go once. And if it's in a, a gym setting, you might go two or three times for a number of months. And then you might start getting curious. Mm-hmm. And you might start looking at other classes Or you might start looking in the weight room thinking, oh, I think I saw a class where they did like a TRX workout. I wonder whether that might be something. And so often getting through the door is the first thing. Mm -hmm. Finding something that gives them joy, that means they'll go again. Yeah. The endorphins that like strength training particularly releases is amazing. Yeah. So that feel good. People get addicted to that and want more. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So when you talk about strength training, are we talking about dumbbells and weights? Yes. And so, so first of all, getting through the door and doing your zumba or anything you want is yeah. great. But then actually incorporating strength training is then the ne- like the next step. And that can look like any resistance training could be like body weight or with bands or with dumbbells mm-hmm. or with weights. But the key thing is resistance training has to create a stimulus in the muscle. 
And so I don't want to get like too, like, comp- I don't want it to be too confusing for your listeners. But if you're doing body weight exercises and it starts getting easy, mm. then it's not working anymore. Right. So you constantly have to be working to overload. So a really way, great way of saying this is if you're doing push ups, whether they're elevated against a wall or full push ups, mm-hmm. and you can do, t- and I tell you to do 10, and by the time you get to six or seven, it starts to get hard. Yeah. Those yeah extra three or four are the ones if you they're can the ones keep good that work. form they're the ones that work if you've still got good form they're the ones you yeah. need to do if you can do 10 12 or 15 and they're still easy then you've stopped creating enough stimulus right. so you need to either do more or change it up to make, make it, it progressively harder. harder so when you talk about resistance and using your own body weight you don't even need to go and buy dumbbells or no. weights you can do push-ups using your own body yeah. weight and there's tons to develop muscle yeah and if somebody wants to get started and they want to find something go online you've just created one i looked at it and i yeah, think it's yeah, great the stronger slimmer you that's a great start for women especially when they don't know what to do like yeah. actually just learning how to squat properly and yes. lunge properly can be a real challenge yeah. for a lot and you're of... just using your own body there's yeah. no equipment so there's and no excuse you can take it away with you, you yeah and i'm telling you you, you do a sequence of lunges and you don't feel your glute med which is the glute on the side of your body like yeah. the side of your bum cheek basically if you don't feel that after doing them then then you must be no, dead you dead totally do. Yeah. yeah absolutely i still feel yeah. them after like 25 years in the business but i think that just actually starting with body weight is a great place to start then adding resistance bands just create a bit Mm -hmm. more stimulus and what happens in the body is we have big muscles and we have smaller intrinsic supporting muscles and so when you do things with resistance bands those smaller muscles start to create extra um they work harder to support the body so for example if you're doing um something with a band on like a dead bug i don't know if you know what a dead bug is or even just a, a dead bug it, it's a, a, a core exercise not a squat a squat a with squat, okay. a squat with a band around your knee right. okay so you squat down and all of a sudden you to stop the knees falling in you have to push the knees out a bit more you're creating mm. lateral stability on the outside of your legs yes. with that band so not just the big quads and the glutes working now you've got all of those small intrinsic muscles ones. and so it's just a great way to start building up momentum yeah but if i could get every woman to pick up a pair of dumbbells not the pink fluffy ones, but some decent ones. So that, what sort of weight are we talking? So again, it's something that you can um, you that creates this stimulus. So, for example, a good exercise to do with dumbbells is uh, um, a chest press, so that a bench press. So you've got a bench, you're lying down, and you're pushing the weights up above you, like an upside down push up. Okay, so you're lying right. on your back. Yeah, and you and you've got your dumbbells in your. <laughs> we're doing hand. it. We're doing it. No one can see this in the audio world. So you're, you're holding them up above your head. Yeah, and you're taking and them you down. Just push them up yeah. and down. Yeah. Okay. So that's a that's a bench press. Mm-hmm. And so if you're doing that, and I give you, and a good rep range is between eight and 12 that's where you're going to build strength so if i give you a 15 pound dumbbell and you can do 10 easily then Mm -hmm. you need to be doing a 17 and a half pound or a 20 pound 15 pounds in each hand yes okay yeah. so you could do together. that i know okay. you could do that i'm looking at liz's <laughs> guns here <laughs> and of course these you know you could if you didn't want to go to a gym you could get a set of dumbbells at and home. do things at home and there's lots mm. of like so on on youtube and on um, mm-hmm. google if they put in resistance training for beginners mm-hmm. resistance training with mini bands or resistance training with our strength training with dumbbells you'll get some basics and the basics work i still use yeah the basics to this day but what i'll do is if it starts getting easy i'll either increase the the reps i'll um decrease the rest in between there's different things you can do i can or i'll do um i'll do more reps potentially but Mm -hmm. um i mean do you go higher and higher is the idea that you get heavier and heavier and heavier weights yeah but this it comes a point where the body can only do so much right Mm. and so it also does um get used to a lot of things so change is good so i typically program for four to six weeks if i'm writing for clients because after four to six weeks it's really good to change things up you know, just and most people who work with a trainer, that's what they'll do. Right. And I tend to work with full body exercises, so something that works every part of the body. So, um, and most exercises that you'll find online, they're the most efficient ones sure. to do. So, something that will 
um, incorporate a pushing exercise, a pull exercise, a lunge, a squat, a core mm -hmm. exercise, something that figures into all of those things. Mm -hmm. Most exercise routines, whether you know them or not, have them in there. And you work in most parts of the body. I tend not to do the vanity type bicep curls and things like that because I don't do this for vanity. I do this for health, right? But if you want to get like ripped and have like big <laughs> biceps and be my guest but that's not usually my my ultimate goal for me now though like going through menopause and and actually so hrt opened the door for me actually yes. feeling antidepressants at first but then when all the other symptoms came hrt mm. was the thing that opened the door to me being able to actually actively work out again and i tell people ideally three to four times a week if they're, you yeah. know, if their bodies, if they're having days where they can't, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But three to four times a week for about 30 minutes is enough. Mm -hmm. It's more than enough, right? Mm -hmm. And there's different things menopausal women need to be looking for. Right. Like and the benefits as well. And I know you want mm. to talk about the benefits because yeah. we need to sell this. Right. We need to. I, yeah, it's I, very good to encourage. Yeah, yeah. I want doctors to be writing a prescription to say women do this because of all of these different ideas but here's the thing right so when we know as we age we go through something called sarcopenia and sarcopenia is the decline of muscle mass as we age it's just something that happens yeah. and so after the age of 30 by about three percent every year we start to lose muscle mass which we can see Gosh, if you three percent a year so if you think over 10 years that's 30 percent we need to we and need yeah we need to be so doing something about that yeah we need to be and then and so for a number of reasons, and we'll go to those, but we, so it should be, it should be imperative to do that. But with the loss of estrogen, we know there's estrogen receptors all over the body and we see a decline in muscle mass then as well with estrogen. So a number of reasons we need to do it is mm. to, um, one is to support the skeletal system, which we know, and to build the muscle mass that we're losing through natural aging, yeah. right? And through menopause. Um, and, so, oh, sorry. And so the the, re, the, re, the things we need, I want to go back one step. Sorry about that. There's so much to share. I'm excited. Yeah. But there's certain things that we need to cover in, in our, for our body through menopause. One is um, we need multidirectional exercises to create stimulus. And what that means is um, a lot of um, exercises we'll see will just be up and down. It's called the sagittal plane. And it basically is just squatting doing right. push-ups, which are all really great exercises, yes. but all you're doing is going up and down, up and down. Yes. Our body doesn't work like that. Our body works side to side yeah, and it works and in and rotation. Yeah, there's right. three planes of motion and we need to exercise in those three planes of motion because what happens is we age one of the heart... Well, I'm going to ask you, what do you think is the... the um, the thing that declines quicker, like the hardest movement to do as we age. Have you any idea? Like it's it's sometimes spoken about, but Gosh. one of the hardest things for an older person to do. I don't know. I mean, I see people struggling to get up from chairs. exactly what it is. It's learning to get up. So people oh. fall and can't get up again. Can't get up. People stop being able to get up. Like, first of all, from the floor and then even from yeah. chairs. And to do that, you're using two planes of motion. You're using the transverse plane, which is any rotational movement. Yes, and you, you kind of use your side. You, don't you, you, you to, go to, to your side, up. you rotate your leg mm -hmm. round, mm -hmm. and then you're using lateral movement because it's one side that pushes you up. Mm -hmm. And so those are areas that people don't train enough, and it's the first, they're the smaller intrinsic muscles. They're the first ones to go. Yeah. And so for me, any time you can work on a single leg exercise, I know you do, yeah. um, single leg single leg lifts that yeah kind of thing. all of those type of exercises anything that works at resisting rotation or mm -hmm. moving with rotation mm. exercises are really important so and a lot of times women will go well I'll just go for a run and I mean like a long slow cardio run and yeah. um, and even though that has a real great effect on us from a metabolic standpoint it doesn't stimulate any of those no, things it's not I'm just doing anything else is it no and it doesn't create enough stimulus now sprinting and jumping jacks and things mm -hmm. like those plyometric movements do create some sort of stimulus not quite enough mm -hmm. but it it has a valid part of of exercising through menopause and beyond type mm. things so those things i i say if you want to run use them on your active rest days but don't make them your primary source of exercise is that why things like yoga can be really good through menopause because you're using so many different yes. contorted body positions of <laughs> diagonal 
diagonals and triangles and they do they do um and especially a forward thinking um the forward thinking yoga is i did yoga like 20 25 years ago and i do incorporate mm-hmm. corporate elements into it but the whole contortionist thing really doesn't have a lot of benefits because it stresses the joints too much okay. we know but the ones a lot of forward feel thinking yogis will do incorporate strength training into them um, movements like the plank the plank they'll get you to hold it for longer isometric work is where you hold something for a long time and don't move and it's a great way to build up muscle and um, right. eccentric movements are where you lower down in that plank to the floor and a lot of yogis will do that really slowly it's another great way to build mm. up strength mm-hmm. and so um yoga can be a great place to introduce strength but then it becomes a time when yoga becomes easy and it does. I've yeah. done it. I'm really? like talking. Yeah. And so I think it's got its place, but it's also got so many other benefits for yoga and um, for mm. menopause. We know that. Yes. We know that it can be good for stress relief or anxiety sure. de- or depression, all of those things. So mm. I think it has a valid place mm-hmm. when it comes to building lean muscle mass. It, it will help, but you usually do need more stimulus. Yes. And so that's... I, like I say, is if you can start to introduce some type of load-bearing exercise with a with a weight, then I think that you'll. Well, it's it's just so great for vasomotor symptoms. This is what I wanted to talk okay, about. T- let's talk about so vasomotor symptoms. Yeah. We're talking about the hot flushes. We're talking about palpitations, rapid heartbeats, night sweats, night sweats. All yeah. of that. So, so, where does strength training come in here? It's so great. So, these are these have literally just come out in the last couple of months. These studies, and it's really just from being in the fitness world. And they, the the one of the authors of the study approached me and said, "I've just got my doctorate in this um, research I've been doing, and it was they took this mass number of women. It was called the Swan Study in the US, and she used the data from this study, and she was a fitness." like myself and she would go to the gym and do her strength training and she'd see the women on the elliptical and on the treadmill and she would they would be doing their thing for an hour and then going home watching mm-hmm. tv like not actually really pushing themselves but mm-hmm. just doing going through the motions almost and then going home and, and and but she would start speaking to them and she realized that these women were really struggling a lot with these vasomotor symptoms especially with hot flashes and night sweats and so she was like there's got to be some correlation because I don't have them. I've never had hot flashes or night sweats at all. Yeah, I know, not right. me. Yeah, and mm. and and so it might. I've uh, had other symptoms, but the, not. I've had every. I had the forty-three. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, it, there's we know there's a genetic component, so it's sure. not cut and dry. It never is right, but the so she she noticed something, so she decided to do a research paper in this, and basically the upshot was she found that women, and this is from Perry two posts this is the full gamut so women over 40 she said essentially mm-hmm. um who started um who did who were did strength training sorry who didn't start who did strength training um and built up lean muscle mass and that's the key they built lean muscle mass so that their proportion of lean muscle mass was higher than their fat mass right and you can do these through different measurements. We're taken through like the DEXA scans. There's lots of different scans you can do. But yeah. that was the, the model of her paper that they reduced, they had um, less severe symptoms by up to 70%. So with a higher lean, yeah, with a higher lean body mass, you will have less vasomotor symptoms by 70%. And so the key message from her report was that everybody should be doing strength training and you should start it prior to going into sure so like your 20s 30s this is when you're yeah. building the habits to build yeah. lean muscle over fat yeah and so, so if you, you have go, fewer you, symptoms you go into it if it's the, it's particularly the vasomotor symptoms i don't know that she did any mm-hmm. correlation with any other and then there was a study came out of scandinavia um about three weeks ago and but it's been running for about four or five years i understand mm-hmm. and and it it sort of was like the it, it joined up with this dr roseanne wood study and it said that they did a, a a study with postmenopausal women and they took a group and one group did um no that sorry they all did they all did um strength training and their symptoms were reduced by 44 percent 
So really? these were post-menopause. Post-menopause, post-men- when you might think there's nothing more I can do, yes. I'm too old. They, already, they were already <laughs> in, in menopause. They um, all were having hot flashes and they reduced it by 44%. So when women come to me with strength sick, training, with strength, with because it built lean muscle mass. So for me, if someone comes to me and says, um, I've got terrible hot flashes and, and they're not, and they they're not on HRT for whatever reasons. One, I'll ask yeah. them why yeah. and encourage that yeah. because we know it can ruin a woman's quality of life. But in sure. addition to that, I'm, I say get on yeah. the, the strength train. Do it. Yes. The, yeah. the, the, the power of exercise to heal and transform on in all areas, yeah. lowering risk of breast cancer, for example, with, with the power of exercise, is that the statistics are astonishing. And osteoporosis. It's, well, osteoporosis. Yeah. I mean, we haven't even touched on that. And oh, that is gosh. such a big... Such a biggie, and again with lack of estrogen and but the and chronic, being able the chronic to build. diseases, yeah, there's a direct correlation between yeah. lean body mass and strength training and obesity. The difference, yes. right? You're just more at risk, and so yeah, like just to even just be healthy as we get older mm. is is so important, and um and the benefits are also between um exercise and our um and anxiety and depression, our sure. our mental, mental health. health. Before we finish, I'd just like to touch on food and eating. Yes. And what we need to do is this added com- component now, if we're on this journey to build more lean muscle mass, yes. how do we support that with what we're eating? Yeah. Do we need to be eating masses of protein? I know it's really difficult. And, you know, when you when you look at the information out there, it's really conflicting. And one of the things I say to women is find something that works for you, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um because there's so many different things out there, it's hard to know what to do, right? But that's not going to be chocolate biscuits. No, but no. I always think there's a place for a penguin in everyone's life, without a doubt. <laughs> Don't give that up. I mean, I. so for me, first of all, when it comes to exercise and diet, I'm, I'm a nutrition coach and I don't advocate any type of like restriction diets at mm. all because the evidence shows that lifestyle changes trump diets every time okay. i'm sorry i use the word trump i was gonna say what, what are you like, talking about there oh my god <laughs> they, they've okay. you know, they, yeah. traumatizes both so anything that's like if if your friend julie's done something and she's lost 30 pounds fine but it's not going to be sustainable and no. come back in and when it we say right when we say short term short term and and diet and fitness and diet is usually two, about two years. So if you can do something for two years, then you do it and make sure you continue to do it because it really will help. Mm-hmm. If you want to build lean muscle mass, the primary builder for muscle is protein. Right. And then when women hear about women under eat protein generally anywhere, and mm. I get that because I really struggle with eating protein. It's not my. Do you think so? Do you not think that we're encouraged to eat sort of lean chicken and fish? We and are, but I think that we and... tend to be um, carbivores. I think we do. <laughs> <laughs> I think we run towards the carbohydrates yeah. and I think that they've all got a place so something that happens in menopause is protein synthesis changes and without getting into the the like the scientific terms about it it just means that we don't process protein as well because of estrogen for, um, do receptors. we not I we, have never heard that yeah and um, there's some there's some studies that have shown that what happens is it's the way we break it down and build it up and it's the difference right. in we just don't do it as efficiently and so what women need to do is, and we don't, our body doesn't store protein. It's one of the macronutrients mm-hmm. that doesn't get stored in the body. And so you have to have it, the, it's a good idea to have it circulating in the body. Right. And so for, for me, to keep it as super simple as possible, I say to women, try and have protein at every meal. Right. right, just try and have some form some of protein, mm-hmm. um, and do that. Um, and and usually they'll say, well, how much? And so as a general rule, I don't know whether we do grams over here anymore or we're ounces. We do grams. Yeah. All right, so hundred grams a day is a good a good ballpark. If you mm-hmm. don't get quite close to that, that's fine. Don't lose any that's sleep what about over a fistful, it. You'd say, yeah, like the size of yeah. Fist, I would maybe? say a palm, a fistful, mm-hmm. twenty five grams at each meal because most people have three mm-hmm. meals and a snack it tends to be what humans do yeah. organically um so make that a primary focus but don't over i think if anyone overstresses food they're going to become too emotionally attached it's mm-hmm. lit, to, to me if you think of it as a way to feel the body to feel better yeah. it's a good way to approach it next um the way we process carbohydrates is definitely changed through estrogen um we the decline of estrogen we were more sensitive to um the simpler sugars 
the fructose it can help it can see a spike in our insulin yes we can become insulin resistant through yeah, menopause. the rise of type 2 diabetes and also why hrt can help with type 2 diabetes oh, absolutely it's there's a that. direct correlation yeah. and you can support that by eating lower gi foods and that's yeah. the lower glycemic index that's totally what i do my menopause book actually which is half recipes they're all low gi it's amazing and it's yeah. also supports our gut health and i know you're big on that oh, right so gut health. you're ticking all my boxes I know. here <laughs> like I'm totally massaging her. But no, so I mean, the, the low GI foods are full of fiber, so it helps our, the, and the gut brain connection is there. Yep. Um, there's been some um, evidence that branched chain amino acids, they're um, a type of protein, and some people use to use them in exercise, like to help with um, so building. So you're talking specific amino acids there. Which yeah, ones are you looking at? These are branched chain amino acids. And what do you mean by branched three, chain? There's three um, proteins that are part of branched. They're called, if you were to go to a supplement shop, they're called branched chain amino acids. And one in particular is called leucine, and that crosses the blood-brain barrier. And so there's some um, evidence to say that if women can absorb, if they're really struggling with cognitive issues, yes. having some of those proteins, which are found in milk and, and other foods, can really help with the cognitive branched aspect. Amino, I'm going to so go and be Googling that yeah. and looking now, that up. Now, it's funny because branched chain amino acids were part of the fitness world for a long time to help build muscle protein, but they've the evidence about, against that's been sort of pushed aside because it's just basically all protein help mm -hmm. but what as far as menopausing women are concerned just if they're having these cognitive issues it's yes. a drink you can just drink drink it like you drink water it might help alleviate some of those issues as well Fantastic. and then when it comes to fats good healthy fats it should sure. yeah a, a different you know so don't go low fat which has always been my message yeah yeah keep on your good fats yeah 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 all fats all fats matter just don't um avoid your trans fats and no just trans fats have yeah, them in moderation you know i butter is my favorite group food group yeah. i'm never not giving butter up but yeah. um and then and then when it comes to the um the the sugars and the good stuff the ones we want to sit in front of the tv and eat now penguins with our chocolate biscuits with our <laughs> cup of tea um just eat those in moderation and i really um try and encourage women to sort of support their health journey mm. um as much as possible and that those things aren't going to support no they're not. but they are but but they are sort of part of like our life and our culture and to completely omit them would be foolhardy so i just say yeah. like have them occasionally maybe plan for them you know sure. have, so it's you you actually know that that's you anticipate it or you know when you've got that be very mindful do them in a mindful way not in a mindless way because usually we'll yes. grab a snickers bar as we're going on the train don't without thinking yeah if you're going to have that just say you know tonight i'm going to sit down with a cup of tea and i'm and your chances are you won't eat as much because by, by being mindful you tend to not overindulge it sort of goes hand in hand planning to enjoy it but i've yeah. actually found that eating more low gi having more good fats and protein in my diet has actually taken it away does. my sweet tooth it does because you don't have the insulin response right yeah. you, and, you, and those foods are more satiating as well right so yeah. you tend not to be hungry or hangry really because that's when we have them so yeah. um, and do that most of the time eat mm -hmm. whole foods most of the time and and you're sort of on the right track yeah and that will support your strength training brilliant yeah. it is so great to connect i just feel that we have covered so much yeah. we've been right the way through you know transatlantically <laughs> hormones health strength training food nutrition it's so great to connect in, i, I in love life. it as well and i think that you're, you're sending out this really great message i love what you're saying and you're telling oh, people you. yeah i know but you're telling people move and eat and support yeah, yourself. Eat well, yeah, move. It's 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 basically what I like to do is just give these really simple, straightforward things because life to is be. tough. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of tough things going on that we all have to deal with in our own lives, and nobody's immune to that. And if we can just give ourselves this extra bit of ammunition that keeps us going for longer, yeah, and it has and to then be a good thing. The the message that you said earlier about that seventy three year old, it's never too late. Just never too late. Start today. I would say. Today. Yeah. We love it. And remind us your Instagram tag because I'm going to send everybody to your Instagram. Ah, thank you. It's amanda.thebe. Um, if everyone wants to, if you want to find me on anything, if you go to my website, which is fitandchips, F-I-T-N chips.com. Fitandchips. Fitandchips.com. Everything's linked to there. It's fantastic. And we will, of course, put lots of links up. 
as well with this podcast. Yes, so yeah. That we can and find I get you. everyone to buy your HRT guide, even though most of my audience <laughs> are in Canada and America. Um, well, the great thing is to download, so you can get it internationally. And yeah, but it's just the information is absolutely correct for them, even if the yeah. even if the doctor's system, Some the medical the terminology, si- or whatever and the medical is. system's completely different. Of yeah. course, that's a whole other fight. But but the information that's is so valid. Great. So yeah, thank, thank you for you. that. Well, yeah. thank you. Teamwork. But that yeah. is sadly all we have time for today. Now, I did say that you can find details of the resources and links. Everything we've talked about today will be on lizardwellbeing.com and you can sign up there to our free newsletter. That's where we pack in so much more well-being wisdom and behind the scenes information and treats. And I'm going to obviously be writing about branch thing amino acids branch chain, branch amino, chain amino acids, acids. <laughs> that's all going to be in there for the future don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app this will ensure that the next episode is downloaded safely without you having to remember and if you'd like i'd love it if you could find a moment to leave a review it really does help other potential listeners to find the show and find the help they may, may well need and what an important message what a great episode to share with all our girlfriends and strengthen the sisterhood so until the next time we chat, go well. Bye-bye. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.